0: welcome into the leba business hour sponsored by Nats to highlighting local independent businesses in and around lincoln on 93.7 the ticket and the here's your host leba president and ceo bud seinhorst all right welcome back we are back again it is the leba business hour I am Bud Seinhorst. We got Harrison on the controls. Got my guest, uh, Jason Becker, in here today. Nick has has abandoned us this week. Uh, Apparently, he's fishing out at Calamus, so uh, we're going to expect an invitation to a fish fry at Nick's when he gets back Harrison. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And DP let us fly solo today, so I don't know what to do here, so we'll just... Uh, make her work. But uh, first of all, we want to thank our show sponsor, Nats Detasseling. Uh, earn cash, build character, Nats Detasseling. Learn more about Nats at notafraidtosweat.com. We've got our first segment here today. I've got my good friend Jason Becker in here. Uh, we're going to talk the real estate market with Jason today. Our first segment in opening segment is sponsored by U Stop. Earn points that spend like cash with your kickback card, which could get you snacks and even gas. Available at all 24 U-stop locations. If you want to join the conversation today, don't forget you can call or text 402-464-5685. And we will get going here. So Jason Becker, Bankwise Realty. Uh, Jason, welcome to the Leave a Business Hour. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) It's going to be fun. So a little history with Jason and I uh unfortunately jason didn't go to the greatest high school in lincoln nebraska he went to lincoln southeast uh and we used to play baseball against each other in high school so uh but i can't talk too much trash i'm pretty sure southeast got the better the better part of us for two years while i was at Pius. so uh but so jason i wanted to have you into the show um first of all you're you're involved in both commercial and residential real estate uh you're a commercial property owner uh, where you rent office space? Uh, leave the Leba office. We rent from uh, Jason, but also the the residential market. So I kind of want to talk about those markets today. So first of all, let's just talk about the commercial market and rental property. So office space. How is that going? I mean, I know during the pandemic it was kind of up, kind of down. How? Are, how? What are you seeing in the commercial rent rental market? So I I pretty much. Um... I pretty much
1: focus my business on the residential market, but I do dabble a little bit into some commercial stuff. And, um, and I, I, you know, personally have uh, some commercial buildings that I own and property manage myself. Um, I was just actually having lunch this week with a, a colleague of mine, good friend, Tom Gifford with Speedway. And I was picking his brain a little bit about where the, where the market is right now. And, and, kind of what his thoughts were and what his feelings were and um, there's some concerns about downtown uh, with some empty office space down there and um, you know and I, I think that that's kind of a nationwide deal um, I listened to uh, Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank and he's got a incredible mind for for uh, for business and for real estate and, and you know uh, people are going to just have to um, use their imagination and, and probably convert a lot of office space into, uh, condominiums and cold, uh, climate controlled storage and, 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 stuff like that. So, um, I still think, you know, in the commercial space, I mean, I'm, um, I'm kind of, you know, always out there looking for myself to, uh, to expand my portfolio a little bit, but, um, I haven't really seen anything yet that I would, uh, uh quite maybe call a a good deal yet um but uh so that so are
0: you seeing you know you talked about in the downtown area uh you're seeing a lot more of the what i'll call empty available space right when you get outside of downtown is it is it feeling like it's a little bit more occupied or is it yeah all of my uh
1: you know you Reference the building that we have over, uh, at 37th and Calvert street. And, uh, I've got that building is, is, uh, what 99% full. I've got one space available over there. And then I have, uh, another building, uh, over on 33rd and, and pioneers, uh, on the Northeast corner. Um, I've knock on wood, I've never had an available space over there. So awesome. those, those little strip malls and stuff like that. Um, And I think also too, uh, and I've, I've, I've learned this over the past, I would say, you know, five to 10 years, um, having those buildings and those spaces where you can offer smaller spaces um, for, you know, gross rents and and lower rents and stuff like that, you know, for the folks that are, you know, just business owners where it's just them and maybe one other person
0: um, small. Um, I think over in our place, there's. A couple, of, I think there's three just on our floor that are just them. Right, like they're right. just their own. Yeah, I've got you business, know that, that so. building
1: is 18,000 square feet, and I've got 21 different businesses and 18,000 square feet. Wow. So, yeah. So
0: that I mean that just that kind of proves that point. Yep, so right. let's shift to to the residential market here yeah. for a minute. I, I, yeah. Talk about that a little bit more because that's the one that's been kind of fascinating to me. Cause I go back and even think pre COVID, right. You know, the six months before COVID we started to see like, there was this, this, there wasn't this available, uh, available s- housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, like I had a friend that was trying to buy a house during that time and people were making like, crazy offers right. above asking. Right. And then we hit COVID and everybody thought, well, this is gonna you know, the breaks are gonna go and it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. But it didn't. Right. And even today I think the inventory of available housing is just really low. Right. And so, you know, these the markets are just the the pricing is just unbelievable yeah. when I look at available housing. It, Talk it, about it, that it, a and little it's bit. It's
1: fascinating to me how um knowledgeable and savvy uh, the general public is in, in regards to residential real estate so you you know you just mentioned that the inventory uh you know that's one of the things that is still uh keeping the market in Lincoln relatively strong is the low amount of inventory that there is um there there are still um there are still a lot of buyers in the in the first time home buyer range that are um, you know, if you, if you had a house right now, bud, that was, you know, in good shape and it was 250, 275,000 and you put that house on the market, you could expect probably multiple offers on those and with escalations way above that. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, uh and I would say that probably the, uh, the market that's 500,000 and up is, is probably a little bit softer. Uh, there's a lot more available out there in that price range. I've, um, never in my life have I seen more million dollar houses in Lincoln for sale or that have gone pending or sold
0: in the past year. It's- I remember when the first million dollar house was being built right? I remember, in Lincoln yeah. up there, kind of in the Ridge area. Yeah, And it was, it was funny because there was like a parade of people driving through that neighborhood yeah. <laughs> all the time. Dale as Jensen's old house. Yeah, Dale right? Jensen's yeah. house. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, that was like, wow, a house for a million dollars in Lincoln, Nebraska. And now here we are. It's like about
1: five years ago, I sold a million dollar house in the Ridge. And I remember trying to figure out what the what the right price for the home should be. And I was uh, looking at comps for the for the previous year. And I think there were two homes that had sold in Lincoln, Lancaster County uh, that were over a million dollars. And now it's like, well, I I said to a friend of mine the other day, um, we just have to get used to that. The million dollars is what five hundred thousand was ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's just uh that's yeah. Just it's crazy to at.
0: see kind of where it is. So why is it that that inventory is just so so low? Mm-hmm. I Is it we're not building enough houses, or and and I know then we can get into that a little bit more yeah. too. But
1: yeah, we haven't been building enough houses for a long time. Um, I so would, it's not just the last no, three years that. I, covid era or whatever we haven't it's... been building enough houses probably going back into the days of when impact fees first got adopted into, Which into was the city's 95 95 yeah okay. um we haven't been building enough homes and um there's just not enough uh subdivisions to build in not enough lots to build on um you know i think also too what's really affecting uh the uh the inventory levels now and i'm probably like a living example of that is there are a lot of folks out there that have two percent three percent interest rates on their mortgages and they are just not willing to trade that two percent three percent interest rate for a six and a half or a seven percent rate and i'm one of those i mean i would you know my wife and i have been talking about uh you know we have a subdivision that we're building out out on 93rd and A street called the preserve at hillcrest and it's a beautiful little spot out there and we've got some single family lots out there and I really want to build a house out
0: there, but I'm like, is that because of the golf course or because (laughs) you're like, Oh wait, never mind. I think I I (laughs) love the area.
1: And you know, the third stall would fit a cart real nice and we could cruise right across the street. But, uh, no, it's, it's just, I am not willing to trade my, we're we're right at 2%. Um, and we're just not willing to trade that.
0: Yeah. So So let's talk about the development piece a little bit, because I know you build some developments. You have this one. You've had some different ones you've built out over the years. How is that process going now? Because, you know, we hear we have heard a lot about supply chain and all of those kind of things. Are those things still a big issue for you? And what is the biggest pain point in those uh, supply chain issues.
1: Yeah, I think the supply chain um, issues for us have probably, f- you know, pretty much fixed themselves now. Um, you know, we were windows, for instance, uh, on some of our homes that we were building. You know, we were being quoted, you know, twenty weeks. Um, there was one brand of window that we had used in one of our other subdivisions that they were telling us it was, it was going to be a year. So it's like, well, we, you know, you might as well not take any orders at that point. Um, but now uh, I think that has kind of fixed itself and we're back to normal lead times on, on windows. Cabinets are still a little bit longer. Um, but uh, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, trades, the HVACs, the plumbers, the electricians, their equipment, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's manageable. So, um, it's just that, you know, those things are all increasing in price too, and, yeah. and that's just really affecting, you know, but just
0: the cost of building a home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you and I have talked about this a little bit because, you know, we talk about those, you know, you talk about those young families, those young professionals that want to buy that first home and, you know, we're old. Mm-hmm. Harrison doesn't understand this. Well, I like, know because I'm writing that book. When you're talking about those young people that <laughs> yeah, are stuck paying yeah. but rent, but when we were when we were looking at <laughs> yeah. buying our first house, we were looking in that maybe hundred to one hundred and thirty thousand range, yeah. and we're getting a pretty good chunk of house, two to three bedrooms, yeah. basement, maybe finished, maybe not, nice yard, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that doesn't exist anymore. No. So now that entry point is a hundred thousand dollars more than that. Um, but we're just, and and it seems like there's not this shift of like you know, couple gets married, they buy the townhouse because it's a couple bedrooms. They start to have a family, and then they go, okay, now we're gonna move out. You know that process, and it seems like that's not happening as much. And I think it goes back to the mortgage rates. And what are the other issues you see the first time, when that happens?
1: The first time home buyers have been completely squeezed out mm-hmm. of this market. And you know, we started uh, a subdivision several years ago up on 35th and Superior Street, um, called Garden View, mm-hmm. uh, right on 35th and Superior. And uh, my partner, um, my partner, started that subdivision with the intention of being able to provide a new home to a younger couple, first-time homebuyer. Uh, just to just to fill that need, affordable, right? Mm-hmm. What's affordable anymore? What does that What does that mean? I don't know what that means anymore. Uh, and we we started that subdivision, and and we were selling, we were selling new homes. Uh, now, mind you, there were no basements. Everything we build up there is 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 on slabs. But we were selling homes up there for two hundred twenty thousand bucks, and we could not build them fast enough. And COVID hit supply chain issues all that kind of stuff we have no more first-time homebuyer customers up there because our 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 you know entry level price now is probably in the 330 340 price range and that's not quite first-time homebuyer pricing. no so
0: well and you look at a six and a half to seven and a quarter oh, interest yeah. rate which yeah. is where they are now yeah they kind of got up there around eight ish yep. but i mean you take if you're at 3 or 4%, your monthly payment is hundreds of dollars less than when you're up in that 7% range. And,
1: and you remember when you were buying your first home, and my wife and I, we built our first home in in 1999, and uh, we didn't have 20% down. We didn't have, uh, you know, first-time home buyers today, they don't, you know, when they're first getting started, they don't have, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 cash sitting in the bank to be able to put down. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In 1999, you know, we were able to build our first home in Hickman, Nebraska. Uh, Really nice little, you know, two bedroom up, two bedroom down, two bath up, one bath down, two stall garage on a great lot that back to a park, face south. Uh, We were all in for like 160 grand, and I know that that house just sold and just
0: transferred probably for about 450 to 500 (laughs) or more. Unreal, yeah. So it's pretty amazing. So. Um, what are some tips that you have for someone that wants to buy a new home? Whether it's I'm in my current house and I want to upgrade, or uh, you know we got a young man here that's thinking about his first house. Right. What what are kind of some of the the tips that you have for people when they're looking for a house? You
1: know, the very first thing that you need to do as a as a as a buyer first time, or or you know maybe not even a first time, is is you really need to find a good lender. And um, I myself feel that I've got a couple that I work with that uh, that have been in the business for a really long time um, that can not only like uh, offer you a lot of different options as far as how to, you know, to finance a home, um, but they can offer you, you know, some some people could have, you know, credit issues or some people could have, you know, whatever it is, a good lender can help with that as well, mm-hmm. besides just getting them
0: qualified. To just getting you prepared on just, that side. That's good. where you
1: have to start. And that's probably the best tip that I could give anybody that's just getting started is go find a good lender.
0: Excellent. So I find Harrison, go find you a good lender. Mm-hmm. If you need any ideas, I got a few bankers I know that uh, from <laughs> Leva, we've got quite <laughs> a few of them. Um, okay, so I find myself a good lender. Like what's kind of your next thought for them? Obviously, you need to find somebody to work with. You know yep. areas of town. Yep,
1: and 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 I would say I would tell people too. And it was tough, you know, during COVID when, um, you know, a house would go on the market and you literally had like twenty minutes to to get the paperwork filled out, or you were going to miss out. But you just in today's in today's real estate market that we're in in Lincoln, I think that there is time now uh, to be a little bit more. Um, cautious and to be a little bit more careful and to be a little bit more patient and not just jump on, you know, maybe the first house that you go out and look at. Um, cause I do think that there are going to be some, some deals out there, um, coming down the pike. Um, so be patient, you know, mm-hmm. don't, uh, uh, I, I kind of pride myself as a, as an agent that works with buyers that, um, you know, I'm looking at that more, um, as an investment for them as just maybe not necessarily just their home, but as an investment, I don't want my buyers to feel pressure. Yeah. You know, to, to feel like that, you know, we just have to get the paperwork done and, and, and get this thing, you know, wrapped up. I want them to, uh, I want them to feel comfortable in their
0: investment. Excellent. Um, so this is probably the most important thing you're going to talk about while we're here, Jay, how do people get in touch with you? Give them your website, whatever it might be i know you have your pretty little face on a billboard over at 48th and pioneers uh i i, I kind of chuckle every time i see you on a billboard so how can they get a hold of you if they have questions or they're in the market or they want to that's uh, yeah i'm i'm
1: uh i'm old school okay just like uh you
0: can just drop school school Uh, you're old, old and school. Yeah. Harrison's laughing at both of us back there. I, I, I prefer that
1: people always just call me on my, uh, on my phone and and my number is, uh, 402-610-1013 and, uh, call or text. And, um, that's, you know, I, I have a website and, uh, uh, it's uh it it's built into the bankwise site and then i also have another website as well for for myself personally realtor com, um is my uh is my website but i really do prefer that people always just call me i just like to talk to people yeah. um you know texting obviously is the way of the world now and and i do that out of necessity but uh, not out of preference. So, uh, yeah, I pr- I'd prefer just to talk to people.
0: Excellent. So uh, one quick thing before we wrap up, before we go to break. Uh, Jason, you got a shout-out on the text line. Nicole says, hi, Jason. So, Nicole, first of all, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you'll stick around for the rest of the show. But uh, Nicole says hi to Jason. Uh, we are going to be uh, – we appreciate you coming in. Again, check him out, Jason Becker at Bankwise Realty. Uh, he answer your questions. If you're looking for a home, sell your home. We're looking to buy a home. He'll help you give as many tips as possible. Uh, we will be back after the break. Uh, we are on 93.7 The ticket.